Welcome back, everyone. It's been a minute, but the Per 36 podcast is back in action. The last time we were in this dark podcast room thing, um, I think it was, what was with Scout with Brian? I think it was before the first. It was with Scout with Brian. And I think it was before um, the first Mavs game in which I was like, oh, you know, they're about to get killed. But then actually things were looking good. And then... They actually like won that game. That was the first Mavs. Then they won the other game. I was like, "Oh, things so, are kind of fun." Long story short, then, after we owned the Mavs. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying. Won. Like, I thought things were bad, and oh, then I was like, "Oh, they're good." We, and we, then ever yeah. since then, it was bad. Like, I did Fizzle even win a game after the Mavs I, game? I don't. Or maybe the the Cavs, the Cavs, game? The Cavs yeah. game. You can only beat the but Avs. Was that after we got blown out by like 35 by the Cavs while we were at home? Yeah, we lost to the. Yeah, we got <laughs> killed by the Cavs, and then like the Cavs without love. And, yeah, like, someone yeah, else. Exactly. Exactly. We went off on. So yeah, David Fizzle, his greatest weakness cannot beat teams that end with Avs, and. That resulted in his <laughs> ultimate. Um, he's probably on a beach in Aruba right now with his wife. He's vibing. He. And, yeah. He's wearing a tropical like little bathing suit, and his glasses. He's wearing a. He's, he's wearing, wearing a Moutier shirt. Yeah. He's, he's wearing, wearing a Moutier jersey. He's wearing his Moutier. <laughs> he's wearing a Moutier jazz jersey, <laughs> and he's like. Man, like you see what these guys gave me? Like, like people come up to him. People come up to him on the beach, and they're like, "Fizz, like that's horrible what happened." Like they promised you Durant, and they gave you Julius Randle. He's like, "I know it's horrible." I was expecting. They told me they'd Max Moutier, and I was just, I was just phoning it in after that didn't happen. Like that, that that was the issue. He just like he was. Uh, he kept trying to call Moody to come into the game, I think, and just he wasn't there, and it confused him, and just yeah. wasn't able to do anything else on the court. But yeah, uh, so I'm pretty glad that Fizzle was gone. I think any way you cut it, just like it's been like a hundred games, and I don't really think there's been any positive signs. Um, like I mean, they won. He in like a, he went like. 21 and like won like 21 out of 100 games I mean I, I, any way you cut it just like even though it was more than wins and losses it was like the little things I'd say um, if you're losing that much and there's nothing to show for it besides the young players not getting better and the vets having like career worse years outside of Marcus Morris who's shooting like ridiculously on threes and worse on everything else it's like I don't know I, I think it's safe to say, even at a most positive looking at David Fizzell, it's like they're not they're not losing anything well, here. It was also like it just really like pisses me off how everyone in the media and everyone on ESPN like is like Fizz does not dis-, and like how every coach comes to his defense, like that pop thing. I know you tweeted about it, but like like when when they ask him about our young core like the day before the game, he's like, Yeah, I have no idea and then like a week later, when Fizdale gets fired, it's like this is a travesty. He's a great coach. Like, yeah, no, I mean, he's not. Any like, of them he's could not uh, a great... anyone, Any of those <laughs> coaches could hire them. On, yeah, yeah. Uh, on his bring him on your staff. Like, staff. Yeah. any like he's very good at watching LeBron carry. No, he's really good at he's really good at making friends with the veterans on the team. Like, well, that's, yeah, that's the issue. That, it's like that, too much exactly. of a nice guy. Too much. He's a player's coach. Yeah, he's the definition for of a scrubs. Coach. Yeah, you know, not enough of players coach actually bring in the like free agents. He was supposed to bring in, but uh, a player's coach to the point where like Randall and all those bombs get comfortable and just do whatever they want. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, I don't really blame coaches for defending him, though. At the same time, it was not normal like coach defending. Like like a no. coach will never badmouth another coach, but they weren't just like not doing that. They were Carl's yeah, trashing exactly. The and like and Kerr, yeah, I mean, like they can uh, relax, Steve Kerr needs dude. to shut up because like he like he he would have lost his job with the Warriors if they didn't have Stephen Curry and Durant. I mean, they he's he's freaking lost to the Knicks. He has D'Angelo Russell and Draymond Green, and he lost to the team. So clearly, you know, the and team like, can the you know coaches can impact the team. Uh, I don't know, but, it's but all, the most ridiculous thing I don't know if you saw my beef with. I mean, speaking of media, the most ridiculous one, we didn't get him on the podcast after my little beef, 
John Hollinger tweeted out like making fun of the Knicks firing Fizdale and like bro you fired David Fizdale <laughs> and they actually like you know yeah what play, uh, I saw that I saw that I saw that yeah and it, that I mean, that that that's like how ridiculous like and like if all you, the reaction around Fizzle is ridiculous like no and like Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins gonna... Kendrick Perkins being like I'm so proud of him for get for getting out of that awful situation he deserves so much better like okay w- like the thing is is like every Knicks fan wanted Fizdale to succeed and coming into yeah. the season we didn't count him we, we were like very like too optimistic going into the yeah, season like, last year he sucked too exactly. they won 17 games Ex- but we were like bad. oh it was the team like yeah, now yeah, with all the like, talent like yeah, oh Fizdale's gonna do it you're like yes yeah. like and then, no one could do anything with that team exactly and, and then, then you watch but his... then we were, everyone was like look we added some solid freezes in the summer exactly. the, the, pl- the young guys are getting better um, we added RJ and they're they're worse. They they were worse with him. But then like, yeah, and then you watch them play, and he's one of the worst in-game coaches I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, like he's he's really just not a competent game manager or planner when it comes to just play to play, possession to possession, and his rotations. Like it was crazy. Exactly. I mean, I guess we could use it to segue to Mike Miller. We're just in these three games. It's just seems like Mike Miller is so much more of a, a competent coach. And it's just like the little things. It's not necessarily like he, he's doing anything uh, crazy. It's that like when the Knicks, like when the Warriors went on the run, a 7-0 run to start the third, like he I called know. a timeout, which Fizzit will not do. He plays, and like, he plays he knocks at the four, which yeah, is a crazy concept. Like Yeah, and he like, got trier little minutes there. I mean, like, not everything's perfect. Like, obviously, he's still starting the 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 forward game, but just like overall, immediately, just, there's just a level of more confidence with the right decisions, making, taking timeouts, taking advantage of timeouts, and um, you know, just doing little things that we were told were impossible, like running the pick and roll. I mean, all of a sudden, they're running the pick and roll way more. Like, clearly, it was not impossible. And um, also, it's like. And like it's not it's not just bias like the bla- <laughs> against the Blazers like the Knicks lost but anyone watching that game is just different than it would be in a physical game just because like I mean they were getting open shots and we run we ran a pick and goals. roll for once which seemed to be a crazy yeah. concept in the Fizdale era we would run like one to two pick and rolls a game which is which was infuriating to watch and I mean this is a question I know you probably see it on Twitter how Mike Miller, like, keeps trying to sneak in these, like, triangle offense stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he just tries to slip it. I mean, like, I don't know. He's also just, like, like, I don't know. He's more of a coach. Like, I feel like the players viewed Fisdale as a friend or as, yeah. like, a peer. I mean, he just viewed them. Yeah. He, he was their buddy. And, yeah. like. Like, Mike Miller is, like, he's he's not, like, I like that he's not that cool. Like. Yeah, but, like. He is. He, he just seems more, at the same time, he seems more in his element, and, like, even yeah. though he's not their friend, like, right now it doesn't seem, you know, the, the players still seem to like him. Like, they gave him the game ball after the game. Um, is this, they were all he, cheering around him. It, like, this is the difference is Fizzle seemed out of his element. You watch him, and, and everyone's just like, look, he's probably a good, he's a good assistant coach, but, like, he, he this probably isn't for him. Mike Miller, like, even if he's not, like, the, the answer, he just seems – like he knows more of what he's doing because he's been the head coach for yeah. a ton of time, and he really did have a lot of success developing uh, legends in the the Westchester Knicks, like Jimmer, Tanasis and Dedekumpo, Jordan Pachinski. Jordan Pachinski, I was about to say Jordan Pachinski. Jordan Pachinski, he's Dude, not talked about a lot, was, but like we watching, should, we should do a Jordan Pachinski. That, that could some be. recap soon because I was in the summer league. I was at the summer league one year, and I sat next to his dad. For like a while, and his his dad was a a, a crazy guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just I, I was fond of Westchester Knicks that year, and uh, he's all time Pac-12 blocks leader. Yeah, you know who like he and, had it. And guess what? Guess junk. what? He was like a all G League player under the tutelage of Mike Miller. I'm he actually leveraged that. Into I'm gonna look like to overseas. see where he's playing right yeah, now. Somewhere overseas. I guess kind of interesting. Like I don't know. I, I, you know, I watched he, the team. It was fun. It was Jimmer. The Gnosis were like all-stars in G-League, but then Jordan Pachinski was also. Oh, he has a great Instagram username, Block, Blockchinski. Oh, yeah. I think I think I knew that. Wait, what? 
What? Dude, he's a player development coach now. He stopped playing pro basketball. What, what the fuck? He is so young. <laughs> yeah, he works for the Celtics now. He's... No way. Jordan Bajinski, yeah. That's so weird. That's crazy. He he went He's retired. From, yeah, he went from a, he in February 13th, he wait. Yeah, in in 2016, he was uh the he was named to the All-NBA D-League third yeah. team and All-NBA D-League yeah. All-Defensive team and now. Now he's already on the sub- that's crazy. That's but guess what? And he only has he has 1200 Instagram followers. <laughs> but look, Oh, and Jimmer, Jimmer commented on his last post. Huh, that's Love cute. It. That's all cute. because of the the chemistry developed. It's the by Mike, Mike Miller, Miller connection. It's on, the Mike without Miller Jordan, connection. without Mike Miller, Jordan Machinsky went from uh, he immediately went from G League All Star to, to like the second to, without Mike Miller, right. he became a coach. You're right. Now, Luke do you, Cornette, when do you legendary think legendary player under Mike Miller and on the Knicks next year? Now look at him. When do you think Kadeem Allen star- starts becoming our starting point guard? Because you know that that's a good question. That's I, Mike I, Miller's I, child. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm surprised we haven't seen Kadeem yet, especially with uh, Dennis Smith. Sucking. Apparently, Trier's out tonight. Yeah, I saw, and I saw uh, Dennis Smith is probable, mm-hmm. which puts a puts a nail in my. Um, Dennis Smith having the same Chris Wilkes illness theory. Do you think? Do you think that we should just like ask Dennis Smith to just like like work out for like two weeks straight, and yeah, then I mean, just like I feel like we should just like let him go on vacation and just like yeah, well that, that that's what I didn't, that's what I, that, that's what I was saying on the Fredo's pod yesterday. I because he was out with illness, I was like, oh maybe there's this, like I don't know if I really buy this. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden he's out for like a few weeks. But yeah, I guess he actually was sick. But they like say I don't he know. has like he's lupus. Such, he's such a mess. That's pr- they have to do something like that. I mean, really, the answer is to send him to the friggin' G League. I don't know. I mean, it's ups- it's. But he he really just needs like I don't know. Right now, these like ten. I I don't know how much like like I'm a proponent of especially in a down year him playing. And again, that's another thing Mike Miller's done a little better. Like he's letting Dennis Smith play, and then he like is atrocious in like the first five minutes. And then he takes him out, and then he puts him in yeah. in the second half while, like, Fizzo will just, like, keep him in until, like, he like, – like, like even just that, he, he's just managing better. But even still, um, right now just playing off the bench, it, it's just, like, he, he's not – playing a few minutes, it's just, like, not enough for him. He's just such a mess. Like, he really needs to, like the, – the answer is either, like, he's starting on the Knicks and, like, the focus is on him, which is, like, stupid, or he goes to Westchester – and I really don't even think – I don't think I would start him over Lamar Peters in the West <laughs> right now. That's such a crazy thought. And, like, <laughs> the thing is, is like, like it honestly, it, it pisses me off so much now because, of like, the rap the Knicks get in terms of, like – you remember LeBron in that interview being, like, the Knicks made such a mistake. Yeah, passing yeah, exactly. on, he like, should have been a Knicks. Dude, he is probably the worst basketball player in yeah, the it NBA. Yeah, so, I mean, that was he, so dumb. I said that from the beginning. He, no, but he's, he is horrendous. Immediately in the first – Season, and I, I like, still oh, hope the Knicks messed up by not drafting Dennis Smith, and I was like, like Frank's not that good, but Dennis Smith is also not that good, and De- Frank is at least like good at defense. Dennis Smith is yes. not good at anything. Yes, and Dennis Smith is worse now than he like Dennis Smith went like was he put up he put up was a good rookie. Numbers. He was a he yeah, was a fine. I'm just saying like he wasn't a good basketball player, but he was he was a good rookie, and but like. He went from a bad player to like and like he's not even a bad like I don't even know what happened. Like it's weird how little it's talked about. It's very like Fultz ish where like But no one in the media brings it up that he's like broken because he but he, he is yeah, broken. Yeah, it's weird. It's broke he's yeah. completely broken. It's completely like a mental thing or he can't or something. Sh- he, he won't I mean, shoot. It came out of nowhere. He, he can't shoot. The hitch is yeah, worse. I mean the thing is it's not even just a shooting because real like you could be up uh, an effect I mean, Markel Fultz still isn't yeah. actually shooting well but he's on effective. threes. He's effective. But like you could still be a good basketball player without a shot. He he's just kind of like everything. Like he's just yeah. He's a mess on really every aspect of basketball. I mean, I guess it was kind of like that before, but I don't um, know. He, my, something happened. He's just way worse. I think that I think also like with us looking towards the future, I think me and you are going to be pretty disappointed in the lack of trades that I bet you Mills and Perry make. I I I really yeah. I don't see them doing uh, that much. I'm dreading it. Well, I'll get it in a second. But for, like first just. I don't. I don't really know Dennis Smith. That's a guy who I don't even think they should you, trade because w- his value is so low. So you wouldn't give him up for a second right now. 
No, because like it, it's just like not even worth it. I, I would because I don't know. He's such a mess that like he's not. Do we have one more? Year. Like we have we have next year. Yeah, we have next year. So okay. I don't know. I would spend. What I would do is I would send him down to the G League or just like. It just try let, to let, let him go let off. Like let him let, try to cheat it, treat it like the Jamal Crawford pro am. Yeah, like, but go. Even, even if that Evan is freaking out, like I just pointed out, he, he Evan is freaking about him scoring 50 18 points for forty two. Eighteen for forty two. I mean, even if you're not trying against scrubs where Jamal Crawford is out of the league, is like he was the MVP, best player there. Like, what does that say about you? were shooting eighteen for forty two. But I don't know. They just need to put in like a lot of give him a lot of love, give him a lot of attention. It's like they got to get him right. <laughs> and but the guy to get him right is not Keith Smart, obviously. I I'm, mean, it's, a, I'm just gonna say this. I'm super glad they don't have a shooting. Coach. I'm super glad that the only other we need is Dave that, Hopla from Knicks camp. <laughs> to or St- Smith. we need to poach Steve Rosenberg. Yeah, he was a Knicks shooting, shooting coach. coach. Yeah, why, why I know they, it's like, crazy. We lost Dave Hopla. And then we we should try to poach Steve Rosenberry from the Blazers. Yeah, yeah. We really should. He, hey, he knew he knew, knew Damian Lillard, be, be and he good knew CJ McCollum. Yeah. See, back to back years, he came to Knicks yeah. camp and be like, "None of you guys know who CJ McCollum is, but I'm telling you, he's going to yeah, be a the star." Best, the best line by Steve Rosenberry, the assistant Portland Trailblazers general manager who came to Knicks camp, was he he talked about that Lillard draft and he he talked about the workout and there's a video of like the actual workout with Steve Rosenberry in the background. Yeah, with a weighted like, vest. He's like, "I saw him. Like I've never seen a workout like yeah, that." He's a really, he's a really crazy looking dude, Steve Rosenberry. He's very like tan, long His hair. His skin's very leathery. Yeah, very leathery. Very <laughs> leathery. Um, but the best line I think was he's like, "The Kings had a fifth pick and we knew they'd screw it up." And then they took Thomas Robinson. Now we have him too because they had him at the time too. It's just like he completely ethered him and he was he was spitting facts. No, um, Steve Rosenberry is actually like, like if you if you just saw him, he's a main. Oh my God! What? Oh! What? Wow! His wife just died. Steve Rosenberry. Yeah, time? rest in peace. Oh damn! John, I just read a John Calipari tweet by it. Oh, that, that sucks. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, sorry. Rosie. F- Alright, poor Rosie. That's a sad note to get on. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't very fun. That no. Wasn't, that wasn't a good <laughs> No, I just got sad. I just got sad. That sucks. <laughs> That's awful. Okay, let's move on from Steve Rosenberry then. Yeah, he gave some good talks. He gave some great talks. They were all the Talked same. Talked about how... Uh, Nick Batum was a future, uh, potential MVP. He said that every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, he always got mad at the little kids. They would uh, go to half court and they shoot it. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to make it next time. I'm make it next time. Uh... Wait, what, what was I going to say? Let's see if it was... Like, what oh, would you... Be, okay. speak, but you know what's ridiculous, though? Speaking... You know, it's kind of topical. Speaking about Nick's camp and something I, I, I'm a little salty about. Every year Nick's camp... I mean, we have freaking Steve Rosenberry come. I mean, like, who's an assistant general manager of the Trailblazers. Like, it was good, but, like, not really actually relevant to the Knicks. No, no, Meanwhile, no. we got little Cole Anthony... And and his dad couldn't come once in Greg, like four years. Greg could not. Come Greg could not come through. He's too busy. Uh, Cole also. In trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just remember one specific like game so clearly where I was like we were like ten, and me and Cole were on the same team, and I went to shoot a like we we were down a basket at the buzzer, and I went to take a like a bank shot. And he was yelling at me, like for shooting it basically as time expired. And then I hit the shot to to oh, to win the game, and his mood changed real quick. I was like, okay, Cole. Like, you heard here first. Cole Anthony is two faced. I'm a Nico Nico Manian over Cole. Yeah, I think I'm on the Nico train too. I mean, I don't really yeah. follow. I know you're uh, not a college too much. Guy. I, got, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm gonna have to get more into it uh, just by default. But but I think that, seems like the one point guard that can that's. Th- that can actually shoot. Yes. So that that's enough. And it for seems me. like the Knicks. I bet you they go point guard this draft. You yeah, know what I mean? think they have to. I think I they mean, really have to. I mean, we could we could talk a little bit more about other players. I mean, Frank is is my boy, but I mean, he, he he's pro- he's definitely more of a like just a he's just like a combo guard at this. Yeah, point. or or a backup yeah. shooting guard. I yeah. mean, I, I think I think he he cemented himself as a decent NBA player, even though he really stung it up. I mean, he's been kind of singing up recently. He's he like has been not, six points in his past bad. three games. He's but I, I will. I mean, he's he's also playing a lot more than he's used to. Yeah, he's probably and tired. He had like a little bit of an injury. I'm honestly not too concerned about him. I think he'll get himself together. If, you think you think we get a first round pick for Marcus Morris? You think we keep him? To keep oh yeah. Him so yeah, we could talk about the trades. I mean, 
every everyone's like, oh, we'll trade all the. We're not gonna. We're definitely trade that's not everyone. Perry's. That's not Perry's mo. But it's it's not it's not even it's just that it's not Perry's mo. It's just you look at the actual roster and and the guys they signed. I mean, they're not easily movable no. contracts. I bet you like I bet like, you we could probably trade maybe like if a playoff team that needs spacing we could probably trade Bobby Portis for a second but you say that but also Bobby Portis is making 15 million so again we have to match the salary you have to match the salary and you have to find someone who needs Bobby Portis and you need someone who's like on the you need to find someone that is competing for the playoffs and has enough room to trade that that can, that can match that contract. So then I don't think and we get. I think he stays. So there. so yeah. I I really don't see Bobby Portis happening. Marcus Morris, like it's the same thing. But I think there is actually a market for him because he's like Randall Portis, Gibson, Ellington. I mean, th- those are all solid players who teams probably would. We're not going to. Tra- we're not going to trade Gibson. We're going to keep him. Yeah, but I I'm I'm just saying that like they they do have solid that like I'm sure a team would be interested in Wayne Ellington, but he's making eight million a year. Like no one. Like, you just, it's just not plausible. No one's, like, if he was making nothing, like, me, I don't know. I don't even think I'm going to trade yeah. anything for him. Marcus Morris, though, I genuinely – He's I, been I was so surprisingly good. Like He's been he's been ridiculously he's good. He's been ridiculously – I mean, it's been – He's like a mellow. Like, he is, like, a little – like, but he can – he can he can right. I did oh, not know right. he could shoot the way he has been. Well, yeah, right. I mean, that's the thing. The Knicks are such a mess. Uh, I mean, they've had, like, the worst spacing in the league. And he's shooting forty nine percent on threes on six attempts. I mean that. I mean he's just putting up ridiculous production. So I mean he is genuinely someone who probably could get moved for a pick, even though he's making like a bit money because he's like he's actually like a solid player. And I think there are some realistic things. I was looking at the Kings, um, and the the Wolves as teams that could realistically trade from because they both have like centers that would make it match who the Knicks could use, um, who aren't playing with those teams that much, like in Gorgie Jing and Dwayne Deadman. So, like, just one of those guys in, like, a first. I mean, I, I, I could see that happening. Like, I don't know. That that That's really what it has to be. Because, I mean, even, even the, like, the Jazz who could use them, it's hard because they would have to give up, like, X amount if they would want to do that. Like, because it's because it, it, these are, these are, I mean, it's a lot of salary. It's hard to, hard to move. But yeah. I, I really don't think – any of these guys are honestly movable outside of Marcus Morris. And I guess, like, well, I guess I guess the other thing to talk about, I, I mostly I was thinking about veterans, but really they should trade Trier. I don't really know. What. Trier should be gone, like actually gone. Yeah, yeah we I, could, I we, don't know. Or, we could or, get us. Or Dotson. Dot, maybe even Dotson is said just because but Do- I, but he, I, he's not a bad he's not a bad player, but just because he's, he's making a million a year and he, like, is actually, I don't know, Trier and Dotson are both expiring. I think Dotson's better than Trier. Yeah, he is, but he might have a better trade value. Yeah, no, and he can defend. Though I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah, sure. You're right, know. you're right, you're right. I would trade, honestly, like, Dotson's fine, but I would not lose sleep. Over him, uh, over, over us getting, like, a second and, like, yeah, a shitty Yeah, not player. at all. And yeah. also, especially with his past of, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, it's, not, it's not a guy I really like rooting for, but I I don't think he's that good. I think he's a decent player. He's like a, he's not really a young player. He's so not. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, they what they should have been doing is playing Dawson and Trier to see like what they have in them. Trier's barely been playing, so I don't know. I just I, I hope I hope Kenny Wooten gets his time to shine soon. Yeah. So he better I mean, hopefully at the trade minutes. deadline they move Marcus Morris. They call up. The Woot Man, who's not even on a two-way for no the, reason. The Woot Man's tweets when he's in the NBA are going to be insane. Yeah. I mean, dude, he, he's giving off major uh, Willie Reed vibes right now. I don't know if you remember that. Willie Willie Reed would always, like, tweet out, like, hashtag call Willie up. He's not on that level yet, but he got close. I mean, he Kenny Wooden, I don't think we discussed here, like, he was, like, liking my tweets being, like, that were, like, yeah, making fun of the Knicks, like, for, like, if they lose him because they don't have him on two-way. Like, he 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 went. He's calmed down a bit. I mean, he still definitely thinks very highly of himself, but like, he he was he has been like he, yeah. He it. retweets any tweet about himself. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, yeah. Like Chris 
Brzezak goes, Kenny Wooten nails a jumper and is up to 12 points. It's been a good game for Wooten as he's been able to show an expanded offensive gain. Wooten retweets that and goes, been a shooter. Yeah, he said that, and there's another tweet like that, too. He got an assist on, like, the most basic pass ever. And he's like, I'm an underrated passer. Like, like he just thinks he's God. But, hey, I like him. I was looking at the G League stats. Yeah, he goes, I'm actually a very underrated passer. Nice tray, Brody. <laughs> I mean, he he's 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 doing pretty well. Nah, I really like um, it. Like, give they, Lamar they, Peters a shot. Honestly, let's give him a shot. Just give him all a shot. I mean, all these guys are. I mean, Amir suck. Hinton. They're Who fine. knows? Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I I think I would trade. I would just try to trade Trier and Dotson. Honestly, even if the returns not that good, just because. Um, Otherwise, they're just gonna leave for nothing. Like yeah, yeah. they're gonna leave for nothing. Or I, I honestly would not feel comfortable like giving. Dotson, I think more than like, like I, I wouldn't want to commit long term. Well, I mean, I don't think they want to with Trier anyway. So I mean, yeah, I would just trade Trier, um, I guess, because I don't know. It just seems like it's not working out of the Knicks, um, unless Mike Miller uh, works his magic in like the week before the trade deadline. But Dotson, like, now, do you think Do- it's... Dotson's either going to leave or I'm not really comfortable committing that much money to him, honestly. Do, so. you, do you think that Perry runs the trade deadline? You think you think Mills... Like wh- What I don't it's understand weird. is, like, why doesn't he just fire Mills? If it seems like all these reports are coming out that, like, oh, Mills will be gone at the end of the season, like, it would make the fan base so much happier just to fire him now and you get a head start on the executive. I don't know. It's, a, it's a really weird thing. I mean, I guess it's just that, like, they don't... And, like, no one cares. Like, if you want... Because he's your, like... like sycophant love buddy like if you want to reassign him to like msg like the business side no one's gonna care but like but like just get him out of the knicks like yeah i I would like to get him out of out of the state happy with him yeah you know so i i don't know but at msg he was the one that like told teams to the higher uh, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah everyone. Thomas. So yeah, Dude, he still a, works his magic a, from inside a year, the quarters. A, a year ago, I was walking uh, to my house, literally from like Fairway, like the grocery store, and I'm just walking with my mom, and I see Scott Perry and Steve Mills oh, really? walking together, and so I ran up, and this was like maybe six months after they had been hired. Like yeah, so I was so optimistic, awesome. yeah. and like I went up to them, and I was just like, "Hey guys, like I'm just letting you know, like, like." I'm just like, I'm really optimistic and like hopeful and like I'm so excited for what you're bringing to the city. And Steve Mills looks at me and he goes, "We won't disappoint you." They disappointed us a little. They've, we've been um, disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, the thing with Scott Perry, like I mean, I'm saying by the fact that the guys <laughs> they signed this summer are decent players, but the truth is that. I don't. I don't think Scott Perry is disastrously bad. Like I don't think it was like the Phil era or, you know, whatever. But he he just at, at his base at any way you cut it, it's just, he doesn't really do anything. I mean, he doesn't really make trades. Like he just kind of. I mean, obviously that has been success. So it's the same thing with Sivzo. Even yeah. if, even if like you're right, like, oh Perry is good. Like he hasn't shown. I don't know. I, I don't think Perry's disastrously bad. Again, they didn't. He didn't trade away any picks, and the difference between him and Philly, he didn't give, he didn't give away any long-term contracts either. But just the concept of giving Bobby Portis $15 million for, for any no amount reason. of years. For no reason. Yeah, exactly. It just shows like just a lack of understanding of managing a basketball team. And, uh, I mean, again, also David Fizdale. I mean, that's who they hired. That was their guy. I mean, so that falls on their shoulders too. And so, I mean – I don't think he's actually bad. I just don't think he's a guy. I definitely wouldn't want him choosing the next coach. Um, but, yeah, it's weird. I don't know what the heck they're going to do at the deadline. I guess they'll let them finish the season out. Like, the, the concern is, like, whether – If it looks bad for, like G- – I mean, well, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's – like, if they genuinely think they could save their job, I, I hope – I mean, I really don't think they will. Honestly, they're so bad. I don't but see them Perry, at the trade deadline Perry, trying to like, build is, a winning You think team. Perry's gone, like, no matter what? Because, I mean, obviously, I'm not that impressed by Perry, but, like, I feel a little bad if Perry Yeah, I don't know. Steve Mills, like, Steve, like I would Scott be, Perry, I wouldn't hate having him in the that, front That's the thing. Office. I would be happy if it was just Perry could make the decisions, yeah. like, gave him a year if, just to... Yeah, they, they, Mills should not have a job. He should be gone. Perry, like... I, he, he hasn't done anything that stupid. Like, it would be fine if he's in the front office. I mean, the picks, all the picks they've made have been 
good ish, I guess. I mean, I mean, Dotson, ish. Nothing Robinson. like nothing fireable. Like he got. Yeah, well, Mitch. I don't know. He got the, Mitch. The, the Knox. Got... The Knox is not looking. The Knox is looking like a Knox. No, line. but here's the thing. I'll put it this way. So like, I was like, I'm a big college basketball guy. Yeah. And I'm also a big Kentucky guy, right? And yeah. like, I watch most Kentucky games, and I always liked like Shea Gilgis Alexander, mm-hmm. but. Like, from someone that, like, really watched him in college, like, it wasn't just that easy to see that he would be this now. Yeah, I like, mean... Like, his ball handling was really bad. His he his, he his shooting wasn't fluid. Like, I thought... I always thought he was going to be really good, but I, I truly believed that Knox would be better. I mean, like... And I still have faith in Knox yeah, in I certain mean, areas, but, like... There's a little revision history with these drafts. Like, again, the Knicks shouldn't have drafted Frank over... The Knicks should have drafted Donovan Mitchell over Frank, but wasn't like that was an yeah. obvious choice, and yeah. they should have gotten SGA or Bam over Knox, but like it wasn't the obvious choice. And people, you know, people wanted like the Bridges over. I would Knox, not want. Which, I would not want Bridges over Knox. Like, I don't. Yeah, know. I well, would not. My, take Miles him. Bridges has been pretty bad this year too. But this thing I with, saw Fredo's tweet. I got a little rattled at that yeah, tweet. Yeah, yeah. No, Miles Bridges is like the only player the worse real plus minus than Knox. Yeah, bro, but Miles the point the, the point in Knox's favor is. I mean, look, it is concerning. He had, like, one of the worst seasons ever last year <laughs> by, like, advanced stats, and he's, again, at the bottom league. But he has improved slightly. He's stronger. He's actually, like, passing. Like, he's averaging uh, he's averaging more assists per game this year in, like, half as many minutes. Um, it, but also the thing is he's playing He's playing only – he's playing 85% of his minutes at small forward, and he, he's, he's playing 10% of his minutes at power forward, and he's really a power forward. Like, he's not being used – Correctly, so like, I, I I don't like I think there's, I think he has the potential to be a good offensive power forward. I don't know how good. The comparison I gave him yesterday on Fredo's pod was like current Jabari Parker, which still isn't like that good, but like yeah, he, he he's probably a you know I don't think, I don't think he, he he's really cemented as like the worst player ever. I don't think he's <laughs> in the best position. No, like, I agree. He, he's made strides and then he's playing eighty five percent of his small forward again. Just like that that was my biggest like qualm with the the he the played whole him at shooting guard. Dilemma. He was yeah. played at shooting well, the, guard. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Like the, the f- he does Anyone, not <laughs> even considering playing Kevin Knox at shooting. I mean, it's just so much stupid crap with Fizzle, man. It's like, actually playing with like, shooting guard at all is ridiculous. But the idea that he was getting like DNPs for being so bad at defense, like. All right, we're gonna put you at shooting guard where your foot against... speed can't catch up against yeah, anyone. Yeah, I mean, he's, like... he's so. Uh, I don't know. It's I mean, ridiculous. also, I I feel like the I feel like how I view Fizdale is like I view that the veterans really really liked him. Like I bet you Mook loved him. I bet you Portis loved him. But yeah. I bet you like guys like Frank, RJ. Uh, well, R, RJ seems I bet pretty like so blatantly ha- against him. You... RJ liked the post when he was fired. He's. Like, I bet you there's uh, so much happening. He was dude. so he was so hyped for him after the first win where they gave him the game ball and he just straight up RJ's like been playing way harder. Like not necessarily better yet, even though he was good against the G well, League Fizz Warriors. Was just like, the reason but, like players get turned off from Fizz is like this is the same reason him and Marcus Sol had that beef. They just think he's like a bullshit artist. Like Which the, he is. Yeah, exactly. He is. Like he literally is just a snake oil salesman. Like Yeah, I mean he 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 <laughs> He, he just talks. I mean, everything he says is a lie. I mean, the first, the whole thing this to start the season was talking about the freaking point guard competition, how they're all competing really hard. They made it really hard on him to decide who starts. And then he started Alonzo Trier. And then he didn't even play Trier the rest of the year. Like, it's just like it's everything. It's actually infuriating to, like, think back to all the decisions he makes and how yeah, inconsistent they are. Yeah, everything's ridiculous. Like, I should, over the break, make a low-light video to show how ridiculous it is because people don't realize that, like, it, it really was not – no one was saying the Knicks were going to be good. And it, even if, like, he won it, – it, it's not even – I don't know if the Knicks were going to be good. Like, even though we talk about, like, uh, how they should have won more games, like – even if he, if he, even if a coach didn't like, there's just, there's, it's just all bad. Like every, like just because the team is bad, just because there are a lot of excuses for the team being bad, doesn't mean he was doing good things. Exactly. Doing the right exactly. Things. Like, the like Nick, we our against te- the Blazers on yeah. uh, when they like lost by forty last game with Mike Miller. Like that was a game where I genuinely felt like, all right, Mike Miller did what he could. Exactly. For the most part, more like or there's less. there's a difference in like okay, us just like having a bad team. 
and there's a difference between like okay we can we can still have a bad team but not be coached to be an even worse team like there's and like everyone's saying like oh how do you expect anyone to win like I don't even expect wins I just expect like yeah. not disgusting basketball like, yeah I mean and that's what it was it was disgusting basketball we're like if we even, on Jeff most had, bad yeah, teams yeah. you expect there's you know you're like oh anything can happen any night with Fizzo it literally felt like winning was impossible like yeah. no matter what literally no matter any like that he would never do anything um, anyway. um I would be okay this is a little bit of a you might question this but right. I'd be fine with like. With all the candidates we see for the Knicks job, no. neither of us want Jason Kidd. No. Neither of us want Mark Jackson. No, no, seriously, like I'm but boycott. No, that happens, we I'm, we I'm, like, we, we already discussed Knicks. this. We I mean, texted about. Yeah, this. I know. We, like, oh, I mean, just to all our like, to even, all our even viewers. Even if Jason Kidd like got Giannis, no, like, doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And this is an announcement to our viewers, actually. Um, if Mark Jackson or Jason Kidd. Are the next coach of the New York Knicks? Budum and I will be uh, full-time mellow lovers, full-time mellow lovers, and KP haters, and we'll just do a podcast devoted to that. Um, but Jeff Van Gundy, I would rock with it at that point. I would just, I would just be like, you know what? At this point, like, let's do it. Let's just see I how mean, it he's goes. He's the best of the options. Yeah. He's at least like <laughs> he just makes me laugh. He's so like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, he was good as a coach, but like. His announcing makes me a little a little <laughs> suspicious because how much he hates the NBA. Like I don't he know if I really I don't know if I really trust like his current mindset with <laughs> everything. But he he was like just recently coaching like the USA Select team like like the team of like G Leaguers or something. So he's at least coaching. He was at least good as a coach. Exactly. Uh, Mark Jackson, Jan, uh, I, Jason I, Kidd, Mark Jackson, Thibodeau, like no, there, there, there would be protests. There would be protests. Like the one reason I don't think they can hire Mark Jackson is because like, like, with the homophobia. Yeah, if they if they hire Mark Jackson, yeah, I don't think if they, they hire would. a homophobic coach in New York City, like. Yeah, people I mean, are gonna so many freak people out. want him though. I mean, it's crazy. But I, I don't know. I, I don't get how people actually want him. There's so many Mark Jackson know, like cause, cause, because people just think that like they think because, he was like unfairly taken out of Golden State. Yeah, but, it but if you I read mean, the transcripts of the won, shit that happened, they immediately went from a 50 win team with <laughs> Stephen Curry like who he was, made like, Festus Azili cry. And they won. They won 60. He made like, Festus Azili cry with Mark Jackson. They won 51 games with like the best team ever, and he was like playing well, also, David Lee over Draymond. I, I don't even care about that. And then immediately he left, and they were like a 67 win team, and like Luke Walton was coaching them at like 40 and two, and they were coaching Dude, themselves to win. I don't even care about the on court product with him. I care about like just the crazy thing. How he's just like a crazy person. Yeah, no, like, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I, did you hear what he did with Festus Azili? Yeah, he like <laughs> turned the locker room against him. But also, you heard about like how he tried to like heal Curry's ankle with, the, with, with the, prayer. by praying. I guess it, it might have worked because you know, Curry's <laughs> pretty good at. Um, but yeah, uh, I I don't know if I really buy into the these Mark Jackson being candidate. He's always talked about, but if it happens, like I'm like done. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm and like, not even like I'm, a fake. I will done. not be. Yeah, I'm not, not like done. I will not. If I'll be like Haroon. Sees me try to talk myself like, into it. Do not let me. Like, I'll be like Haroon. What's the guy like Fredo's friend? Yeah, 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 Haroon, yeah. Haroon yeah. Ali. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, he hates the Knicks. No. Um, what was I gonna say? So, I don't know. So I, I don't really know what to do with the coach because I don't really know what available coaches are out there. I don't want any fired coach. Like, like I was talking about. You know, I, was I would love Dave guys. Yeager. I even him. I I don't even know. He would be okay. But like, I think there are real problems there too. I mean. The, there's the just problems. Body. There's just problems with him, um, like coexisting with management. Well, that that I'm fine but with. But Vlade, there was yeah. the, that I'm fine with because he was right. He was yeah. right for like not playing. Like he, yeah. Like they got mad at him for like not playing Bagley. I mean, he was a rookie. Yeah. Like they, yeah. he played enough. Um, and they got mad at him for like wanting Doncic. I mean, yeah. he was right. Like everything, yeah. everything he said was right. Though I, I know. I, I mean, I don't know if the players loved him though because there was like the remember the buddy healed thing where they yelled at him. So I. So that's a concern. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd be okay with him, honestly, as long as Mike Miller, unless there's like some amazing. I hope we don't fire Mike Miller. I hope he doesn't like just leave. I that, hope he stays. That's what I'm assistant. saying. Yeah, if if Mike Miller doesn't, if Mike Miller doesn't suck, like if he doesn't, if the next year isn't dreadful and it's like he's another Fizdale, then I would probably just give him like a. I would probably just give him the. I don't know what what they did with Hornacek. So just give him like another year. See, yeah, like after the uh, change of management. I think yeah, you, okay. Last, like last thing I'll bring up on this topic is you think that you think that this trading from Masai thing could happen. 
I, I don't because really... wait, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a little I'm gonna give you a little scoop here. Yeah, I was I was I was gonna talk about so, scoops. So, I don't see them aside, but I think I know what you're about to say. Okay, but so before I get into the the Emerson yeah, alumni yeah. scoop, which I'll get into this, um, the gen- so on my like my neighbor in New York is like these like very old people, but like just they have a daughter, and their daughter is married to the general manager of the Toronto Raptors. Now, the general manager of the Toronto Raptors is not Masai Ujiri. Oh, it is Bobby Webster. And Bobby Webster is the youngest GM in the league. Interesting. And if you do some digging, like, this is, like, this is, like, Ujiri's guy. And so, like, I bet you... So if, if we don't poach Masai, we could poach We could Bobby post Web- Bobby Webster. I mean, and if, you, and if you do some research, like, Bobby Webster was, like, as integral in this Raptors run and getting Kawhi as anyone, like it was, it was, co- it was like the two-headed monster of Ujiri and Webster, and so, like basically, I'm not what well, I, I like. I think Masai comes to the Knicks, but I think it's only happening. I think it only happens because Toronto loves Bobby Webster now, and it would be easy to just promote Webster to make him kind of run team ops. But I don't know. I mean, he, like, he's done all that G League stuff, like that Chris Boucher, like Van Vliet, yeah. like, and like I don't know. The fans love him, um, but I don't know. I think Ujiri's. I, I think he's kind of reached his ceiling. Like once you win a championship with the Raptors, like, you're, he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna want to leave. Like, I don't know. I I feel like he he is just like knows too much about how like. I, I, just, I, I just get that vibe. He, he really wouldn't want to actually come to the Knicks. Like, but, but, okay, wait. Right, so now. Yeah, let's hear, let's okay. hear the Emerson. So, obviously, so I go to Emerson College and alumni of Emerson, Sam Presti, um, was recently there uh, for a live podcast with Woj. And one thing that he kept kind of bringing up was when talking about, like, being a GM in OKC and kind of, like, the financial constraints that he has, and also being, like, yeah, like, because he, ta- he was going through the process of the Paul George trade request, and he basically said that, yeah, like, even before this request, we knew that we basically had one more year to run it back, like, financially, before we kind of had to blow this thing up, like, and and then he talked about, oh, like, yeah, like, the, with, with such a small market team, like, we're, we're not going to really get major free agents, like, these picks are the lifeblood of our franchise. And so from what I was getting from him is basically, like, I think he loves OKC, and OKC's, like, his home. But, like, I don't think he would mind, like, going to, like, a real big market and kind of getting to go all out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I think it frustrates him not being able to get, really, any free agent to the Thunder. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I just said today. I mean, the whole freaking thing, I you know, I, talking about Presti, he's not... You know, you could argue he's not perfect because, like, he lost Harden or whatever. But he wouldn't. He only lost Harden because of the, like, Kendrick Perkins contract. Now, you can, like, what I tweeted this out this morning before the podcast. He's, I said, you can say a lot about Dolan, but you can't say he's cheap. Yeah, like, yeah. that whole thing would not have happened in NY. He's, he, right now, he's giving Bobby Portis $15 million. He would not let James Harden walk away because he's given too much money exactly. to Perkins. Exactly. Like, so, exactly. I mean... It, Dolan is honestly like what they say is true. He lets the the he stays out of things. The issue is he stays out of things for the wrong people. He just needs to throw the bag exactly. at Pressy. Exactly. And Pressy, exactly. Pre- I mean, Pressy, I think is more realistic. He'd probably love to. Come. I mean, there's a lot of smoke there too with the, all the random talk about like how like the Thunder would just like let him come to the Knicks. Um, so that that's my golden goose more so than. Uh, Masai, like I see that happening more because you know Masai is honestly probably happy in Toronto. Uh, I, I I'm sure Sam Presti is sick of like all right, like I lost the big three, but you know at least now I have Westbrook and Paul George, and then Paul yeah, George exactly. leaves for a bigger market too. Exactly. I think Presti would not mind being in an actual big market and like being able to work his magic and like having financial support. That's that's my pipe dream, and if that happens, I mean that that'll. That alone would probably save the Knicks. I mean, uh, okay, wait, I, and, and just give me a little quote. So I'm reading, like, I'm just on an article about Bobby Webster and Ujiri. Alrighty. And 
Um, and one thing that he said was, okay, yeah, Ujiri says he's going to head a team at some point, and hopefully he doesn't overthrow me. But And then a player agent says, Bobby is making a lot of the decisions in terms of everything they do. Masai is the lead role and the face of the program and obviously very involved, but Bobby is the driving force mm-hmm. for a lot of the decisions that they make. Okay, so that's that's the sleeper so, move, Bobby Webster. Bobby Webster. Instead of instead and, of getting like And the, he has New York ties. Instead of getting the well regarded executives of the the Kings and Magic, maybe let's go let's go to the, and, the change and of rap. Bobby Webster has New York ties. Like I said, yeah. his his in laws live on my floor. Yeah. No, you gotta you gotta start. Uh, oh yeah, I gotta start. You gotta work your magic. I'm you gonna start lobbying for Bobby Webster to be our GM, because yeah. I w- th- I think I think I, I would squeal. I mean, the the thing you can say about the Knicks is, while like being a coach, you know, you, you can make the jokes that being a coach is desirable because like you'll get fired in a year and get paid to vacation. Being an executive for the Knicks is kind of like a nice thing. Dolan will let you do what he wants, and the Knicks aren't a decent place. I mean. They're they're starting from rock bottom and they have like a decent amount of assets like nothing's holding them back. I mean, if you're a team you want to build something place bottom up. I mean that's honestly it's a pretty desirable location. All right, we okay. gotta okay wait yeah um you, you want to talk about okay you know, the per thirty six all star you want to say one more yes thing? okay well, I was just gonna say um he uh um it, it was just stories about how they found Fred Van Vliet. Basically, yeah, exactly. he saw. He's basically saying that he saw, um, um, like Webster's thing has been the the Raptors G League team, and so like, I don't know. I there that's a and no one mentions his his name in anything because Masai is so like polarizing, but I I would want to keep my eye on that. Because, like, if Masai doesn't want to leave, like, I think I think one of, like, I, I would basically go to the Raptors and be like, I'll take, like, I want Masai more, but, like, like let me get one of them. I will yeah. give you a pick for one of them. Yeah, I, I like, would easily give one of the Mavs picks for them. Yeah. Easily. Or pre- I would give one for Presti, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would do, I would give any Mavs pick. Because yeah. once you have, a, once you have such a Knicks confi- first round pick and any amount of money, just exactly. get a competent exactly. executive. And that that's all they, <laughs> all they really need. All right. Okay, per 36 per- All-Star, um, this this week we have Jared Jeffries. Legends, Derry, Nick. I remember, like, the last time the Knicks were decent, like, during the Lynn Sanity era, it's funny. Like, they would, like, the lobby, they'd have, like, the marquee guys and be like, Mello and Jr. and Chandler and then it's just like freaking Jerry Jared Jeffries. Jeffries and he was like, on that as a team. guy getting like advertised. He was on that team for years. Okay, boom. In Weirdly, the 11-12 in the 11-12 season, Jared Jeffries was in the top four of drawing offensive fouls in the league. Yeah, and then and the now he's taking year, o- now he, he's taking over an esports agency. But what? yeah, as uh, Terry and Trey pointed out on Twitter, he he was like ahead of his time. Like he. He's a 6'11", like, tweener, defending forward, and he was drafting the league as a small forward that can't shoot. I mean, that's just, like, <laughs> he's ridiculous. But now he would play power forward, and he would probably get a little bit of threes, and he'd just be, like, you know, he was not very good at uh, uh, catching uh, catching passes and finishing layups, but, like, he'd be a good def- – he'd be, like, Frank as a power forward, and he'd yeah. be, like, a solid player. <laughs> Like, I'm I don't trying, know. I'd probably hey, – I'd ha- rather have him Randall this with, year, maybe. With his, with his per 36 numbers, oh, yeah, his yeah. best year was – We never hit a double digit. <laughs> never we hit never double, hit a double digit. In 30, per 36 minutes, our per 36 all-star, in 11 not years. once in 11 years, <laughs> averages 10 points per 36 minutes. He peaked in his rookie season with 9.7 points <laughs> per 36 minutes. On 7.8 shots. And then had a 9.5 in Houston, which was a redeeming year for him in 2010. Wait, I'm not even seeing that. In Houston? Yeah. 2010-2011. It's, like, not even coming up for me under per 36 for some reason, just because, like, he played so little, maybe. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But Whatever. still... Still not great. He he he's kind of kind of like Kenny Wooden numbers without <laughs> without the blocks. No, but I'm I'm telling you, like I'm not even say, like, saying this in like exaggerating, joking way. Like, you oh fouls drawn. Okay, offensive fouls drawn. I just found this. Okay, listen listen to this. Listen to this. 
in the 29-2010 season, he drew 60 offensive fouls. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's impressive. That's, that's almost that's, a charge a game. Yeah, that's like Ilyasova. No, that's territory. what I mean. That's that's good stuff. Sixty charges in a year he drew. But yeah, like I was. And six- his second highest, so it went from sixty to twenty-eight. That was the drop off. One season he got sixty, and his second highest was twenty-eight. But yeah, like I was saying, his numbers are like uh, Kenny Wooden's per thirty-six numbers without the without the the blocks. Kenny Wooden per thirty-six. Averaging 8.4 points, 8.3 rebounds. That's not very good. But 1.9 assists, no, 1.5 steals, Ken- and 5.6 blocks for 36. <laughs> I mean, they got to calm up and just let him and Mitch just, like, swat everything Imagine and foul the, out in 10 minutes. Do you know what would be a great lineup if you just go Frank, RJ, Mook, Kenny, Mitch? I would score, like, two points a game. But... In. We already scored. Honestly, Alfred Payton should just start. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's that's another another can of worms. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking we he, didn't he probably, we didn't mention him once, and he's yeah. he's yeah, kind of a, I don't screw him, but yeah, he's, he's a competent. He's, point he's competent. He's, he's competent, competent, and he's yeah. he's not one of those vets that's like taking away exactly the other guys. He's exactly. gonna like make guys and better. He knows so he's a natural. He probably point should guard. start. I don't really care as long as Frank is still playing. I mean, yeah. I would even I could would even imagine starting Frank. And Payton. And then RJ at the but, three. Yeah, but then that's like no shooting. But I don't know. Who cares? Oh, but, uh, also, hey, got to figure out a way to get Julius out of here soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. We, we're not training at this deadline, but hopefully Mike Miller just like, you know, he he, he, he works on him a bit and we just get him out of here. I I hate him. <laughs> I know. I, the worst is just like, to end this off. He the, doesn't. The, just, just the worst isn't just like when he's bad. It's just like when he like throws it away for the millionth time, or like he runs into a tunnel millionth time, and he like is mad at like the ref or something. I don't know. Michael Beasley makes me mad. Mike, okay, hot take. Michael Beasley was a better Nick than Julius Randle has been so far, and they yeah, played very similar could games. Defend, neither could defend. <laughs> but, my, but he was just a walking Michaels, bucket. But my, he was a bucket. And people uh, and, and like Mike Beasley's likable. Like no one wants to pass to Julius. Like, no, oh, because you, you pass him, you just know that's getting like yeah. He's gonna do his. He's gonna do his spin move in between three guys and just throw it up and hit the bottom of the rim. Yeah, it's either getting like, claimed off the rim or it's yeah. getting. Gently, like he's doing a spin, he's or like, he does like he's like he's like when he when he gets the ball like on the three point line, it's like he like waits and then it's like a very like peaceful like follow through that he hits one oh, out of every now five I'm just, times. Now I'm just getting salty about. Yeah, it. I know. We, we gotta stop. We gotta Costing stop. Mike Miller his win. <laughs> Ugh, he's the worst. All right, all that's right. all the time we got for today. Per thirty six. About we 53 go. minutes right now. We'll be now. back. Uh, hopefully, we'll get an episode in uh, while we're both home. Yeah, get, some, get a Christmas-themed episode. Oh, yeah. All right. Peace. All right.